going to turn things back over to Mr. Mark Weber to hour two of this weekend's edition of Garden Talk. Good morning. Good morning, young man. And uh, did you learn anything in the last hour of Garden Talk? Yes. Get your lawnmower blades balanced. Get those things sharpened. Bees are very, very important. And I have a guess on the... I didn't know if that was uh, the soil regions. I didn't know if that was a question, but I'm going to say I'm betting there's at least a dozen in Ohio because we're uh, we're a pretty pretty diverse state in terms of the different landscapes you can find. So you think there's about a dozen different types of soil regions in Ohio? At least. Yeah, you know what? If I had a prize, I'd give you one. Is, is it? It's, it's actually right. There are 12 separate soil, soil regions in Ohio. Are there really? Yeah. <laughs> I was and, thinking there was more. <laughs> and like in, like in our listening area alone, if you think about this, the area in which we all live is called the Miami and Kokomo um, Eden Soil Group. And that encompasses most of Montgomery County, part of Warren County, part of Butler County, Part of Prep, all of Preble, part of Dark County, part of Miami County. And then on either side of us, we've got one, two, three, four other soil regions that wow. surround that. So, my point being is, you know, how do you really know how much you are need to apply with fertilizer? These soil regions alone have even sub um, soil types within that region. So if you would look at an individual, let's say 100-acre field, okay, got this? You may have up to 100 different soil to 200 different soil types just in that 100-acre field. Wow. So soil testing really does matter. On AM 1290 and News 95.7, WHIO. The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group, Ohio. This is WHIO's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. Beware scam artists in Dayton. I'll find you out. This is WHIO meteorologist, Kirsty Zantini. If weather breaks this hour, we will break it. And you're listening to an Ask the Expert weekend on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. And a good Saturday morning to each and every one of you. And we're so glad that you are listening to Garden Talk today with us on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. My name is Mark Weber, and I have hosted this uh, um, this program for over 28-plus years. And uh, I, I, I will tell you that I love, I love spring. I just do. And I love to be sitting in this chair this time of year because all of you – um, get to call me at 457-1290. That's 457-1290. Give us a call. We would love to help you. Let's jump right to the telephone lines and let's talk to Dan. Dan, good morning and happy spring to you, Dan. And good morning to you as well. How can we help you, sir? I have a large Wright Brothers maple tree that, uh, um, has grown to the point that I just had it pruned because I'm losing uh, lawn. Uh, my lawn is shot, and so I had it pruned up, and I'm getting ready to uh, replant the seed. And I'm wondering, are my steps correct when I'm thinking I want to aerate? Uh, I then want to put uh, maybe uh, some lime down possibly. I'm looking for the steps and seeding. Well, first of all, I understand that you're, you you prune the Wright Brothers maple to get more sunshine down to grow grass, right? Yes. Okay. I I, I don't want to break up the party here. Okay. <laughs> and I don't want you to be incredibly depressed, but I'm going to ask you a question. It's a real basic, fundamental question. Grass is what a what type of plant? What type of sunlight does grass need? Um, I guess I'm thinking a lot of light. Yeah, full sun, full okay. sun, full sun. And how much light does a tree need to grow? <laughs> full sun. Yeah. And what do sh- what do trees do when they when they're taller than bigger than grass plants? 
they uh, they kill the grass. They shade it out. And the reason how that shades it out is is because the tree, I want you to think about it. this is this is a, a little deep, but think about it from this standpoint. Sunlight is made up of, 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 of radiation, right? It's made up of yellow light, green light, red light, blue light, and green light, right? Yes. Okay. So when the sun comes down from, from the heavens above and it goes through the tree, the tree grabs the red light, grabs the blue light, grabs the orange light, grabs the yellow light, and it lets the green light through, Okay. So the only thing that gets down to the ground below where that poor little grass plant's at is what? Green light. Does that make sense? Yes. So the grass plant, the grass plant basically has had almost the full spectrum of light taken away from it, hasn't it? Correct. So you will never be successful with growing dense turf under trees. And this, and, okay. that, and this is the this is the simple reason why because these types of plants are full sun and one's bigger than the other one makes more shade and evolutionary wise that's why we have plants that are shade tolerant that love and grow and thrive in shade and we have plants that are full sun tolerant so so you're basically trying to take a prairie plant which is a grass plant and forcing it to grow in an ecosystem that was never designed to do does that make sense so even if you cut the tree back and I hope it was cut properly. It was. You're still going to have this issue because the tree's going to grow back. Okay. 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 So this is where I want you to, evolutionary-wise, it may be the time to say, okay, you know, maybe I should plant something that's tolerant of shade underneath the tree versus wasting all my time and money trying to grow grass under a tree. Uh, does that make Wait. sense? Is there a more shade-tolerant type of grass that I could potentially put in? Because I think I've trimmed it to the point that I'm getting good light um, and late afternoon and early morning. You know, research-wise, research will tell you that you can – turf-type tall fescue is more tolerant to shade than um, bluegrass is. Okay. But I will also tell you that it's not that much more. <laughs> okay. Well, let's, okay. So I'm just, you know, you, you, you've got to, you've got, I'm trying to say to you more than anything else to this whole discussion, I think your expectations, and I know, I know you don't want to hear this. Right. I think they are unreasonable. Okay. Because you're trying to defy mother nature and, you know, one thing about plants in, in our planet, you know, they are limited by sight and soil conditions. More okay. time, more times than not, they are. Okay. And if you try to over overcome that, you're going to find yourself in a real pickle. Okay. 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 Good luck, yeah. sir. Okay. Thank, thank you. Thank you, and I wish you best. And I'm sorry I wasn't all all all, all roses no, and know. chocolate. Okay. I appreciate it. You thank bet. You. you bet. Bye bye. Hi, Jesse. How's it going? <laughs> Always trying to grow something where it doesn't want to grow. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> it's tough. It's not going to work. <clears throat> we got a pine tree uh, in the neighbor's yard, and I'm not even going to try to grow anything there. Well, I had an interesting thing this week. I worked for a client who, who made, you know, they had this situation where somebody got exposed to something and they're blaming it on poison ivy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the question was, does this does poison ivy, poison sumac, and poison oak grow in this particular part of the world? Okay. So okay, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. So I go through and I do the whole, you know, research about soil types, rainfall, um, elevation. And this part of the world is very arid. They have no more than 12 to 20, 18 inches of rain per year, which mm-hmm. is dry. Mm-hmm. And it's described as an arid plain, which is like two, one step below being a desert. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you look at the research, and research talks about the family of toxa- toxadrin, which, toxadrin, which is the genus of poison ivy. 
And all the data, I mean, from top to bottom, no matter which one you talk about, the most limiting factor, moisture, mm-hmm. moisture. If you got moisture, this plant will grow. But if you don't have moisture, this plant is not going to grow. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the first thing is, is the three of the four plants that could be wouldn't work there anyways because there's no reports through science to show that that plant ever even existed <laughs> on the planet in that place. Uh-huh. And the only other one was one species that could possibly live there. And it was noted to be living there. But the interesting part was the place, after I dig enough d- digging mm-hmm. <laughs> and research-wise, the only place that it grew was where the rainfall in this particular location was at about 30 to 36 inches, or precipitation was at 30 to 36 inches. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> the bottom line is plants are limited mm-hmm. where they can grow by what they call physicality, which is topography, by soils, by rainfall, by altitudes, mm-hmm. heights, or lowness, by moisture. These factors basically build parameters where plants will grow. And one of the reasons that we are so fortunate, and this is the blessing of it all, we have so much plant diversity. There's so many different types of plants because we've got all this physicality that limits where these plants can grow. Mm-hmm. Is that too deep? No, I'm just soaking it in. I'm sponging. I got no input for you. <laughs> no arguments. But it kind of goes with weather, too. Unless you're in California, then you just make plants grow where they wouldn't normally grow. <laughs> but even in California, you have physicality. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> even I was in, making a joke. <laughs> I know. But my point is, even in Cal—I mean, California has all kinds of physicality. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. have mountains, different mountain ranges. They have different moisture. More moisture comes in certain parts of California. Yeah. There's even zone hardiness, huge zone hardiness differences between north and south. And they do have real deserts there. Yeah. And they do have real forests. And uh, um, so what's our weather outlook? I'm going to get off my physicality. (laughs) I just thought it was a fascinating concept that a lot of times I don't think listeners really get that the physicality of a location can be at minutia level or a monstrous level. And in this particular case... Like this poor guy trying to grow a tree, grow grass under a tree. Yeah. There's a physicality issue there that yeah. you can't overcome. But go ahead. Uh, very, very good growing conditions. Temperatures will at least be in the 70s, with the exception of today, over the next three days. I think we could touch or edge 70, um, but there's a chance, you know, it's 69 degrees, whatever. Close Lovely. enough. Lovely. Close enough. And we'll Lovely. see uh, a good amount of sunshine, clouds kind of waving in. Right now, we're cloudy overhead, but. Um, the clouds are breaking in Indiana right now, and we'll see some sunshine throughout the day here today. And then uh, just nice, nice and easy showers and a couple storms tomorrow, but temperature's still warm, so couldn't be better for growing. Um, I, these nighttime temps, I'm looking at them, I mean, they're in the 50s, right? Yeah. Oh, you want low 50s or mid 50s or high? There's, there's a couple times. <coughs> um, let me think. I'm thinking Sunday night into Monday, the temperatures are upper 50s mid to upper 50s for the low okay tonight i think we dropped down to about 50 okay so ladies and gentlemen what jesse is telling you uh we are heading where i think we usually head this time of year which is crabgrass germination time Mm -hmm. so (laughs) if you have not gotten your crabgrass preventer on you need to get it on here because when those nighttime temps go into those upper 50s that soil is going to move real quick um, it's not so much about daytimes, but at nighttime lows. I'm going to use that in my show coming up here in just a little bit. I oh, like good. That. That's a good stat. Good, that's that's good. good info right there. Yeah, it, it's, 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 it, it, when you hit about 55, um, it's, it's crabgrass time. So, so I fully understand is crabgrass just a little bit ahead of most normal grass to where crabgrass is getting a jump start, or is it kind of equal? Well, you, you have a couple of different types of crabgrass, but the smooth crabgrass is the one that we're most worried about right now, and also yellow foxtail. Mm-hmm. It germinates at about 55 degrees Fahrenheit. Now, okay. you'll see soil temps higher along like areas of pavement, sidewalks and driveways and stuff. And the middle of the yard will be less in temperature. But once we hit 55, double nickels, 
it starts to germinate and then it peaks out at about 65, 70. And then once you get over, I think it's an 80 degree threshold or 85, I remember right, it stops germinating. Okay. So this is a cool season. These are annual plants. They germinate, they, they, they grow, they make lots of leaves and then they flower and then they die and they set lots of seeds into the soil. Gotcha. And, and, and they're there. And the reason we use crabgrass prevention is to prevent them from germinating. Okay. Because <laughs> once you got them, they are a bear to get rid right. of. Right. So Awesome. Okay. I'm using that. That's good stuff. Okay. Jesse, it's good to see you. Good to see you, too. Thank, thank you for your great input, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Take it easy. You bet. Bye-bye. 457-1290. Let's head to the telephone lines once again, and let's go talk to Linda in Vandalia. Linda in Vandalia, good morning and happy spring to you. Good morning, Mark. How can I help you? Well, um, I have a question that's kind of a follow-up for what you've been talking about. Okay. Um, I We've lived in our house for 45 years and have a, a lot of shade, um, big, huge, tall trees, but uh, we always have. And last year I started noticing... Um, moss in my lawn this year it's it's terrible it's everywhere and my lawn care company who who does the weed and feed um, they don't have anything they don't have an idea of what to do with it so I'm hoping you do Um, well moss is always to me an indicator of one big thing and that is nutritional issues Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, moss, you know, it's an elemental thing. It's These are plants that are flowerless, and they typically grow in dense clumps, and they're often associated with dampness and shade. Uh-huh. Um, you know, in the old, remember the movie with Kevin Costner where he builds the baseball field in the middle of the cornfield, and all these famous people show up to play baseball? Uh-huh. Remember, you build it, and they shall come. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, moss is kind of that way. There's like, you know, 12,000 different species of these small, non-vascular, spore-bearing land plants. And and they live where most things won't. In fact, they're really important in, ecologically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and a lot of times, I will tell you, if you have moss and it's doing really well, keep it. <laughs> oh. I mean, there's nothing wrong with moss. But at the same time, though, if you've got, you know, lack of light... Um, a lot of times, if I find moss growing, you know, on a full sun lawn, I'm thinking serious nutritional problems. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, a full site evaluation, a soil test, and figure out how you can grow better plants, particularly grass plants, might be in order. Good, good luck, Linda. Bye bye. More garden talk will continue after this on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather and traffic, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. We really love plants and cool stuff without roots. This is John from Noah Garden Center and Landscaping. Plants are stars of the garden, but adding extra touches can be fun. Like a fountain, they look great, sound even better. Or a birdbath, so much fun to watch, especially for the kids and pottery for a brand new look on your patio or deck. So next time you're shopping for plants, add some things without any roots. Noah Garden Center in Beaver Creek. We're gardeners just like you. Our plant geeks believe regardless of age, experience, or background, anyone can become a successful gardener. This is John from Noah Garden Center and Landscaping. That's because like people, there are a lot of different types of gardens. Big, small, easy care, or high maintenance. Organic, synthetic, native or tropical, there's always something new to discover in the garden. A little magic brought to you by Mother Nature. Our plant geeks are here to help you on the journey. Nolwood Garden Center in Beaver Creek, we're gardeners just like you. At James Free Jewelers, we love our heroes in uniform, and it shows with our preferred pricing program. We're proud to offer an extra 15% savings to all active military, veterans, police, firefighters, and emergency medical responders. Because at James Free, we know that sound isn't noise, but the sound of freedom. 3100 Far Hills Avenue in Kettering. James Free Jewelers. 
Don't miss the Hot Tub and Swim Spa Blowout Expo this weekend at the Montgomery County Fairgrounds in Dayton. Browse a massive display of hot tubs and swim spas with over 40 spas from five major brands at up to 50% off. That's this weekend at the Montgomery County Fairgrounds. Visit hottubblowout.com. At Wild Birds Unlimited, we are your backyard bird feeding experts. Got squirrel problems? We can help. Blackbirds taking over? We know what to do. Wild Birds Unlimited. Visit us online and in the Voice of America Center in Westchester or in Springboro next to Dorothy Lane Market. Busy weekend, WHIO listeners. Make sure to check back Monday morning for traffic and weather every six minutes and the latest local breaking news on Miami Valley's Morning News with Larry Hansgen. Right here on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Good morning, everybody, and I uh, hope you're enjoying this morning's broadcast. If you've got a gardening question, I would... Uh, Clearly love to hear from you today. 457-1290 on this beautiful Saturday morning in Southwest Ohio. Let's check out the updated weather forecast from our meteorologist, Jesse Mack. Starting off with a few areas of patchy fog around the Miami Valley and temperatures in the upper 40s. Scattered clouds throughout the morning, but we'll see a good amount of sunshine throughout the afternoon into the early evening. High temperatures today approaching 70 degrees. A nice evening expected as well, but clouds increase overnight with a low dropping to 52 degrees. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. A current scan of the new live Doppler HG7 radar shows overcast sky conditions. We've got currently 52 degrees here at the airport, 50 in Wilmington and 50 at my house on a delightful day in southwest Ohio on the station that, of course, you depend on for weather, traffic, and garden talk. This is AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. If um, you ever need help with your landscape or your whatever, give my office a call at 937-6835-3381. Let's head back to the telephone lines once again because we do what we do best. Which, wait, i tell you what. Uh, Je- uh, you know what? We only got less than a minute, so I don't think so. But let, why don't we do this? We'll, t- we'll take a quick break, go into the newsroom with Mr. Adi, who will give us an update on the region as well as the world, and then uh, talk to our good friend Randy Tischer, and then we'll talk to Matt and Bonnie and you at 457-1290, doing what I do best, which is helping you on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather and traffic, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 7.30. I'm Jonah Adi with the WHIO News Update, our top story we're following this morning. We're learning more from the case of a man who is facing federal charges after lying to the FBI and to the family of a missing boy who had been gone since 2011. Plus, more investigating going on for a Xenia fire that crews say could be arson. Beautiful weather in the forecast and warm temperatures along with it. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up. Well, WHIO triple team traffic is looking all clear on those major freeways as well as the service streets at this hour. Not seeing any new traffic accidents or updates to report there. And it is our top story. An Ohio man is facing federal charges after the FBI says he lied to them and the family of a missing teen. 23-year-old Brian Reaney could face up to eight years in prison after claiming to be Timothy Pritzen, a boy who had been missing from Illinois since 2011. The Pritzen family says their hopes of a reunion are now shattered. Investigators say Rini learned of Timothy Pitson by watching his story on TV. Fox's Jeff Manasso with team coverage reporting. Well, now to Xenia, where we're working to learn more from a fire. Crews say is likely foul play related. That fire was reported just after 3 o'clock. Now, crews say the house is a total loss, but gas service had been shut off to the property since January. Now, investigators are looking into the fire, saying it will likely be ruled an arson. We'll be bringing more on that investigation as we get it. 
Well, the company that owns a number of popular jewelry stores says they're closing 150 of them this year. Signet Jewelers Limited, who owns Kay, Zales, and Jared Gallery of Jewelry, wants to reduce their overall store count by 13% over a three-year period. No word yet on whether any of the Miami Valley locations are on that list. That's WHIO's Ron Otto with team coverage. Now, we'll bring more on this as we hear more from the business and get new reports on their updates. Well, Dayton's first citywide cleanup effort is almost 20 years in happening this morning. This citywide cleanup is sponsored by the Dayton Living City Project. It will include volunteers removing trash and debris from vacant properties. The cleanup starts at 8.30 this morning and goes until noon today. WHIO's John Tisdall says the county will provide trash bags and gloves for the event. With the most accurate and dependable weather forecast is meteorologist Jesse Mag. Starting off with a few areas of patchy fog around the Miami Valley and temperatures in the upper 40s. Scattered clouds throughout the morning, but we'll see a good amount of sunshine throughout the afternoon into the early evening. High temperatures today approaching 70 degrees. A nice evening expected as well, but clouds increase overnight with a low dropping to 52 degrees. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7. WHIO. A latest scan of the Doppler 7 radar is looking all clear throughout the Miami Valley. A cloudy start, but a warm one at that. From our studio here on South Main Street in Dayton, things still yet to clear up this morning. We got cloudy skies, 46 degrees in Troy, 50 degrees in Springfield, 52 here in Dayton, 733. I'm Jonah Adi, WHIO Continuing News. 1959 was a very special year. Do you know why? Hi, this is Randy from Green Velvet Sod Farms, and this year we're celebrating our 60th year in business. Green Velvet's founders, Ray and Mary Tischer, planted the seeds that would become Green Velvet on their farm near Bellbrook back in 1959. Over time, as the farm grew, our customers asked us for additional products to help grow and maintain plants in the landscape, such as grass seed, fertilizers, weed killers. And what was a small sod farm back in 1959, today grows over 700 acres of instant lawn sod and distributes a wide range of turf and ornamental supplies, serving the needs of landscape professionals throughout Ohio. Put 60 years of experience to work for you. Our team of turf professionals can provide you with solutions to all of your needs in the landscape. With four locations throughout Dayton and Columbus, the Green Velvet Advantage is not far away. Check out our website at greenvelvet.com. And remember, it's easy to be green with Green Velvet. Are you a Battelle associate and you're concerned about the recent changes happening here in June to your lump sum pension? Don't fall victim when these changes occur. Several critical interest rates will be announced in the upcoming weeks. When these rates go up, you could lose $25,000, $50,000, even $75,000 of your hard-earned money. As an associate, you need to learn the facts about your lump sum pension. Come talk to me. I'm Mike Martinez, president of the Pension Group. Don't let what happened in 2016 happen to you now, losing tens of thousands of dollars. If you don't know what segmented rate increases could do to your pension, call me and let's set up a complimentary consultation. Alleviate those worries by attending one of our upcoming events, April 16th at 545 at Dirt Dutchman in Plain City. Give us a call at 844-423-4600. You cannot afford to not know the facts. 844-423-4600. Don't face this alone. 844-423-4600. Or visit us at thepensiongroup.com. Investment advisory services offered through The Pension Group. Warm weather's arriving, and you're in the midst of deciding where to get your next new vehicle so you can hit the road in style. It has to be fun for the family and fulfill your work and recreation needs. It's time to find new roads at Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks, routes 4 and 29 in Mechanicsburg, the home of great deals, no doubt, every day. You'll find a big city selection of trucks, cars, vans, and SUVs. Dave Kale specializes in hard-to-find trucks, among their hundreds of trucks, plus a great selection of GM-certified program vehicles. Dave will tell you, the buying experience is easy. There are no hassles, plus you'll spend a minimum time at the dealership and get the great price for the vehicle you want. Call 1-800-886-1000 to get started and go to DaveKehlChevrolet.com to find out more. Time to find new roads and join thousands of customers who have found the best place to get their next new or used vehicle is Dave Kale Chevrolet in Mechanicsburg. This is Clark Howard here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Did you know you can get our latest news flash briefing on your smartphone? For Android, just say, OK, Google, and then play WHIO News. 
how can you grow a better lawn? Let's go in the grass with Randy Tisher of Green Velvet Sod Farms on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Good morning, Mr. Tisher. Good morning, Mark. Me, I can't grow grass under trees? <laughs> well, sure you can, Mark. I guarantee you can. You go to the stores. I've seen a lot of... Uh, you know, gone into the stores, and I've seen uh, you got grass seed and little displays, and and it says uh, a shade mix will grow in every shade condition, and uh, you know so you must be able to because the bag says it'll grow anywhere. <laughs> I always smile when I see things like that. Well, it kind of dovetails with my previous conversation with uh, Jesse about physicality. Yeah, uh, you know, Mark, if uh, shade shade is the single. Uh, most discussed topic. Whenever I do a uh, lawn talk with uh, with people, uh, I guarantee you that that most everybody there uh, has questions about how can I grow grass in the shade. And if if there was really truly a grass variety, a grass type, um, a grass plant that would grow in dense shade, uh, I you know, whoever owned that variety, whoever ever. Whoever sold it would have so much money they'd never have to think about working another day in their life. They're, the bottom line is take a walk in the, in the woods. Go for a nice long walk in the woods and tell me how many grass plants they, they pass as they walk through the woods. Mother Nature never designed grass to grow in the dense shade. Uh, there's other plants that she, uh, she has that, that do love dense shade, mm-hmm. but grass is just not one of them. And... Uh, and it's 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 a it's a problem, and everybody wants to have grass. Even my mother wants uh, wants a nice uh, nice lawn in uh, in the middle of uh, of dense shade and maple trees. So uh, you know there are ways to uh, to have that nice lawn for a for a short period of time, but there's not uh, there's not a good answer for dense shade. Moderate shade, yeah. Dense shade, if you don't get at least two or three hours of uh, Sunlight, direct sunlight during the day, uh, you know, you're just fighting an uphill battle year in and year out. Mr. Tisher, as always, thank you so much for your, your wonderful input and analysis, as we always feel so blessed to have you on this show. And I hope that uh, you have a great uh, grass-growing day at, uh, <laughs> at no. Uh, I tell you what, the phone lines just have absolutely exploded. I, I think, Randy, they finally got it that it's spring. What do you think? Well, uh, you come to any of our, our locations here in Dayton or Columbus, uh, Mark, it, it was yesterday it was like take a number. I needed one of those take a number machines because we had we had customers backed up all the way out the driveway. It it, it I've never seen it this busy right now. Well good. We'll stay Yeah, here. that's a good thing. That's a good problem to have, but boy it's crazy. It is it is it is definitely springtime and it's the peak of the season, so I'll uh, I'll enjoy it today. Take care, Mr. Tisher. Yep. Talk to you later. You bet. Bye-bye. You've been in the grass with Randy Tisher of Green Velvet Zod Farms. Our Ask the Expert phone lines are open to answer your gardening and landscape questions. Call Mark Weber at 457-1290. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Attention, attention, Garden Talk listeners. You're listening to the most listened to, most talked about radio show of its kind in Dayton, Ohio. And uh, full phone lines right now at 457-1290. Also a couple programming notes. Next hour of Garden Talk, we'll be talking to John Scott from Knollwood and also doing What Plant I Am with the $25 gift card to Knollwood at stake. And remember, I will be a plant. I promise you it will be a very hard one. <laughs> and uh, get your listening ears on because I give those clues and you got to figure it out from the clues. Let's head to the telephone lines. We got about, this is great. We got about, oh, about 10 minutes we can spend with some people at 457-1290. And let's go talk to Matt. Matt, happy spring to Matt. Hey, happy spring to you, Mark. How can I be of service to you today, Matt? So we bought a small farm last year, uh, actually just down the road from Randy Tisher's farm out in Spring Valley. And I had some peonies come up in my yard, um, and I didn't mow them. I stayed away from them. 
hoping I was going to get some flowers and didn't get any flowers. So what I'm wondering is, is there anything I can do this year to help them flower? And can I move them? And if I can, what, when, when's the right time to do that? Um, I guess my first question is, tell me about the site conditions in which they're growing. Full sun. Well, that's the first. Uh, that's the first thing that's really. That's the first thing that's really good. <laughs> yep. southern, southern exposure, no shade. Yeah, you know, peony is a, an interesting plant on many, many levels. Um, most peonies will grow from zone three all the way up to zone eight. Um, you're growing a plant. Um, that's got a tuber below ground and it's, right. it's, and that tuber is, is, is the, is the foundation of that plant's existence in life. And if it's planted too deep or that tuber doesn't have enough energy, that tuber is not going to generate what we want as a flower. Cause remember in the case of plants, and this is the part that everybody sometimes doesn't get or do does get, don't understand is flowering is an ex very expensive process. What I mean is, is plants grow and, and store energy. And that energy is stored by, by carbohydrates and when and, and that are then converted into starch. So when that plant's growing and it decides to flower, that plant's going to exhaust and a lot of energy to flower. So a lot of times with, with peonies, we see, we'll see one thing that we see is, is the, they were planted too deep initially or they've exhausted their starch capacity to flower. Okay? okay. So so what we really need to do is is make sure there's no grass growing next to them. Make sure they're like in a bedded situation. Okay. Um number 2, have we done a recent soil test on the property to see where we are fertility wise? Uh I did one last year in the fields where we grow our produce, but this is in the this is just Okay. What was your what was your pH and what was your did they show any elements that were low in your, in the test? We're low. Well, in the field, we're low on calcium. Our pH was six point eight. Um, we had a terrible cation exchange capacity. Um, so we're working on that out there. But well, what was the what was the cat what was the cat exchange capacity? I, I don't have the test in front of me. I can't remember. But it was was it below was it below was it below twelve or Oh gosh, yeah. Oh really? Oh, yeah. So you've got uh, a soil that's not really allowing no, nutrients to be available to plants, then? No. So it's it's basically like running through like a sponge. <laughs> yep. So so what that means is you're going to need to fertilize, okay? Yep. And 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 you gotta you're going to need to supplement what that plant needs based off of what that soil test is, because yep. otherwise, what's probably happening. This is just, I'm guessing on my part on this part. But as plants, these plants are probably not getting what they need to conduct mm -hmm. photosynthesis in an efficient manner to create the energy levels that they need through starch storage. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have to fertilize. Um, and also I would be mulching them to make sure that we're infusing as much organic matter into the soil because organic matter will sure. increase your cation exchange, cation exchange capacity um, yep. as well. Can I move them? They're, like I said, they. I think these. I mean, you ever seen a, uh, an old property where somebody's just got peonies kind of out in the yard, like they're just in the grass? Yeah. Can I move them now, or is it too late? Um. Yeah, you can move them now. Just okay. make sure you plant them. Plant them now. Don't plant them too deep. Yep. And, but but so remember, like I said, I sounds from what you've told me with the soil data, you got a real growing challenge here going. We got on. some work to do. Yeah, so let's 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 do what we need to do, which is improve improve the soil conditions. Okay. Okay. All right. Perfect. Good good luck to you, sir, and thanks for your call and uh, thanks for doing the soil test. It sure makes a big difference. Thank you. Oh, they're very important to us. Yes, they are. They tell us how to grow things. Four, yep. five, seven, twelve, ninety. And ladies and gentlemen, I want you to think about it. I call. Think about that. How much I helped that help that young man because I knew what his pH was. I knew what his cation exchange capacity was, and I was able to guide him down the way to grow a peony bush. <laughs> I know you get tired of me saying this. Soil testing does matter. Fundamental to growing anything on this planet. Let's head to the telephone lines. Let's go to Bonnie. Bonnie, happy spring to you. Good morning. Good morning, Mark. 
How I'm can... going to move a couple uh, Apache blackberry bushes, and I just wondered if there's anything special that I might need to know about that. Uh, so you've got blackberries, you want to move them, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, you couldn't pick a better time of the year to do it. Great. <laughs> um, <was> just, <laughs> just remember, blackberries need to be in full sun. Mm. Full sun. Um, remember that blackberries um, should not be near any other wild brambles because of raspberry aphid and a few other nasty little diseases. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to grow them in a bed so that they have no competition from other plants or grasses. You don't sound like you're a happy person. Well, I'm thinking about where I've got them now, <laughs> how they've done. Uh, the, a couple years ago, they really did have the aphids really bad, but not at all last year. And mm. they don't get full sun. They only get morning sun, and yet they produced a mm. pretty good amount of blackberries. So um, I'm, uh, I don't have a lot of sun, but I'll try to find you need You need full sun, okay? You can't, you can't grow... This is a, let me explain why. Um, to grow blackberries, they they that's a full sun plant, and it needs sun to develop flower buds so that we can make blackberries. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing is, is I just looked up something else. You typically plant them about three to five feet apart, and okay. um, with with Apache, that's a thornless type, so you right. you get some of those nice big long upright canes. Um, but at the same time, you need full sun. I, I can't, you know, stress okay. that enough. And, and I know sometimes sun is a, is, is, is a, is a hard commodity to come by, particularly today with grass and, yeah. um, th- that, that type of thing. But, you know, you're growing a plant that it's in the, you know, and, and remember blackberries are in the rose family, rosiaceae, which is a group of plants that, you know, historically, do not aren't really good shade plants. I mean, they're designed for full sun. Okay. Well, I'll do what I can. Okay. Uh, I had another question that came to my mind while I was waiting. Um, I want to move a couple some halibros, um, and I they're blooming and now, and I uh, they bloom for a good while in the spring, and I just didn't know if if it's a fall transplant or. If I can do it after they bloom. So you want to remove some Heliboruses? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't hear what you heard. Hear, hear I may what, not have pronounced it right. It's really okay. It's We're all plant nerds, so we can say whatever we want. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, do you say clematis or clem- clematis? You know, if yeah. some of my English colleagues say, you call it what? I said, well, yeah. I was going to use Lenten rose, but a week or so ago, someone mentioned Lenten rose, and you sort of corrected them, so I yeah. thought I'd try to be. I, I would say, knowing what I know about Lenten rose, it's a plant that really likes to stay put. Oh, dear. It, it's not one that likes to be divided a lot, moved around a lot. And I need to forewarn you about something with it. It is uh, a plant that doesn't lend itself well to transplanting. Okay. But it can be moved. Typically, it's being moved in like late August or September um, with a chance to allow its root system to get established. Um, It's going to need full shade. It's just a shade lover. Right. It's a shade lover. And you're going to need to water it aggressively to get it established to get it through winter. Um, I would I would prefer you not to transplant it in the spring, okay. Uh, just because just what I know about the, this this genus and the other thing that that comes to mind too is make sure you wash your hands thoroughly. This plant has poisons in it that can make you oh. really really sick. So uh, be careful. What type of root does it have? Does it have anything <sighs> like a bleeding heart? That type of a root, or is it more uh, fibrous? Now you're, now you're making me really think really hard. Let me think for a minute. Root system. Um, trying to think. I would generally say that this is going to be a very deep-rooted plant. Oh. And this is why. Because it lives in the forest. And that means it's going to have roots all over the doggone place. Which means the bigger the ball, the bigger the root ball, the better you're going to be. 
and that's okay. that's 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 the challenge i think because this is the this is the plant that's living under the competition of all kinds of trees and shrubs and everything else mm-hmm. so it's going to have a really deep root system to survive that nasty world of competition okay okay well i took notes Thanks all right a lot. good luck happy spring you too bye-bye bye When we come back, we'll give you an updated weather forecast. We'll talk to Carrie. Maybe we'll talk to you. Having a great time today on a Saturday morning in Southwest Ohio doing what I love to do best is talk gardening and everything else on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHNIO. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Stockslager's Greenhouse and Garden Center invites you to celebrate our 60 years of growing for Dayton, the Miami Valley, and you. Growing beautiful plants and flowers that help you begin each day with a smile. Grown by a family and staff of professionals who know what you want. Quality brands that you trust. The Stockslager family and the entire team thank you, our customers, for growing with us for 60 years. Do you own an annuity? Some annuities can have catastrophic fees, risk of loss to principal, and very few benefits. Others can provide substantial bonuses, guaranteed growth, and guaranteed lifetime income. Shouldn't you find out what annuities are best for you? Call Rusty Miller for your complimentary retirement and income kit and annuity rate report at 844-912-7233. That's 844-912-SAFE. Call 844-912-7233. Hi, Greg McAfee here from McAfee Heating and Air. What a winter. 30 degrees and snow one day with 70 and sunshine the next. Out-of-season temperatures brings out-of-season savings for you. Now through April 15th, receive up to $2,500 off qualifying systems. That's right, instant cash back of up to $2,500. Call 438-1976 or find us online at mcair.com. Any season, any time, McAfee. It's springtime in the Miami Valley, and that means driving kids to and from sports practice and school activities. Our reporters are working around the clock to keep your family safe on the roads and to provide important weather updates from Storm Center 7. Here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Hi, everybody. Mark Weber here. I'm glad you're listening to this morning's broadcast. Let's check out the updated weather forecast from Jesse Matt. Starting off with a few areas of patchy fog around the Miami Valley and temperatures in the upper 40s. Scattered clouds throughout the morning, but we'll see a good amount of sunshine throughout the afternoon into the early evening. High temperatures today approaching 70 degrees. A nice evening expected as well, but clouds increase overnight with a low dropping to 52 degrees. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7. WHIO. A current scan of the new live Doppler HG7 radar shows overcast sky conditions. We got 52 at the airport, 52 in Xenia, and uh, 50 at my house. On the station that you depend on for weather, traffic, and news, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic, and our Ask the Expert weekends, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290, let's go talk to Carrie in Xenia. Carrie, good morning and happy spring to you. Well, happy spring to you, Mark. How can I help you? Um, yeah, it's, can I divide daffodils now? No. No. Everybody wants to do stuff when they shouldn't do it or want to do it. Let's let's kind of talk about why so we get this through through through, okay? Okay. My my, my job, you have to understand, is is beyond saying X, Y, and Z, this is your answer. My job is also to give you an explanation. Okay, Carrie? Okay. Because within that explanation, there's the reason why that gives you the solution to why we shouldn't do what we do and when we should do what we do. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. And it's all based on what the plant needs, not on what we need. And I know that's always hard to swallow, but um, spring bulbs like daffodils, tulips, hyacinth, and crocus are a plant that are designed to grow, give us color, bloom, 
And then they go into summer dormancy, okay? Okay. And they stay in that dormant state uh, through fall and through winter, and then they do their life cycle all over again. In fact, those leaves that come out of the ground are doing what they do best, which is make energy to feed the bulb, to make the bulb bigger and stronger so it can live and see another day. And that bloom that comes out of the top of the bulb is there not not so much to make you and I happy, even though it does. That bulb also has a reproductive function, which causes the plant to produce seeds. Okay. So the plant can, and so those flowers come at great expense to the bulb, meaning when a bulb blooms, it bulb depletes a lot of its energy reserves. So if you would go in now and dig up daffodils and transplant them and move them, you're going to circumvent that energy building process, okay? And that plant probably will never recover. So the idea would be is to let them bloom, let them, and if you want to try to save those daffs to move them to a new location, you're going to let that plant grow leaves as long as it wants to. And when those leaves turn brown, then you can lift them up and move them and do whatever you want to do with them. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So if you if your if your quest is is to propagate them and make more of them happen, then let's deflower them, take the flowers off. And I'll, oh my gosh, that would hurt, wouldn't it? But if you take the flowers off, what you're going to do is you are going to shove all that energy that those leaves are making and put it right back down into the bulb. And you're also going to generate lots of little side bulbs that'll give you more to propagate from. Does that make sense to you? Yep. Okay. Good luck. All right. Good luck to you, Carrie. That that answer. You have a question about bushes too, right? Um, yeah, I have um, two really big lilac bushes that quit producing flowers. What should I do? That do what again? I have lilac bushes, and they don't produce flowers anymore. Okay. Um, should Should I cut them back? Uh, do they get full sun? Yeah. Okay. So let's do what we can do to generate new wood or new canes. And I know this is going to hurt, but do it today. Go out there and take the whole plant and reduce it about six inches off the ground. Okay. You're going to do what we call that horticulturally stool pruning. And then that will generate all kinds of new canes from the bottom up. And don't prune it the rest of the year. And then probably by midsummer, you'll form some flower buds and you'll have, should have flowers by next spring. Okay, great. Okay. So, 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 so just, (laughs) just, just bite the bullet, reduce the whole thing to the ground. Now don't, you know, this is the secret to it. Do it now. And by doing so, all that energy that's below ground will concentrate into a few buds above ground, shoot up these marvelous long shoots. And then you'll have some flowers for 2010. Okay? Okay, great. Happy gardening, Carrie. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Well, folks, another hour has ticked by. But do not let your gardening hearts go to trouble because there are exactly 60 minutes of garden talk that lies ahead with What Plant Am I? And a $25 gift card to know what at stake. In the last wild and crazy hour of Garden Talk on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.